have you seen the um there's an advert that copies that scene i want to say it's a milk for a milk brand and they do that scene uh and it's a and it's a guy and a girl like a couple and they're like flirting across the road he gets to a crossroads right and she's like like stop but he's still copying her and he's like he gets hit by a truck at the end he gets hit by a truck that's dark. Yeah. Can't, can't be better. <laughs> Milk. Yeah. <laughs> it is, uh, maybe this is a short film, but I, remember, I, we, I specifically <laughs> seen this. In a world preoccupied with professionalism, do you already think you know what a good podcast is? That's bullshit. That's not how the world works. Have you even considered any alternatives? What about uninformed hosts? Only the last watch was where I understood what her name actually was. Unwarranted and potentially liable accusations. Tom Cruise, he's just like slight kicks Brad Pitt. Audio issues. Uh, by the way, how do we record? Irrelevant tangents. If I go like to a girl's house and then there's like oh, friends. I'll stop you there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a section we can have it. Didn't think you had. So you've never heard the semi-professionals. I did not enjoy one fucking single bit of it. Hey Trav. How you doing, Trav? Look, Trav, we've been traveling for a long time here. Don't want you talking about Roger Deakins the whole time. Haven't seen you in four years, Trav. Nearly gave up on you. Thought you'd followed your dreams and become a director. Probably stick with the uh, podcast, right, Trav? Hey, say Trav, got the next episode of the Sambri Professionals. How about you say we put it on? Tried on. Yeah, ah, very good. <laughs> this week we are doing Paris, Texas. Um, as some may have already guessed, probably not, unless you've already seen it. <laughs> Released in 1984 and directed by all the super cool Wim Wenders from Europe, Germany. Um, and it says on his, uh, I don't know if it's Wikipedia or where I read it, but it specifically said West Germany. Um, I'm not sure why. Nick, I don't know if you know more about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so after World War II. Nick, do you know about the Cold War? <laughs> Germany was separated. Okay. Into West and East Germany. Um, East Germany effectively was pretty much Russia or the UDSSR or had the similar kind of uh, style. And West Germany was heavily Americanized. And there was a very, there's um, a big difference. In Berlin, for example, you can, there's a wall through Berlin. Um, and you can literally see what's on the called? one side, Ber Berlin. No, what's the wall, wall? called? What's the, what's the wall called? Die Mauer. Oh. You know. <laughs> didn't get it, Matt. You didn't <laughs> Berlin Wall. It's the Berlin Wall, right? <laughs> yes, it's, it's a wall. Um, yeah. And you can see on the one side, it's cobblestones. And on the other side, it's pristine pavement and nice tarmac so east berlin was was poor or the east was poor 
and they they everybody in East Germany wanted to not everybody but lots of people wanted to jump over the wall and go to West Germany but you'd get shot and killed yeah he, when, did he, when did when did Wim Wenders when did his career start was it did it start early enough so, so, to be influenced by like that divide oh yeah the wall only fell in 1989 jeez yeah does nobody know no. that yeah i, I well, was playing we, yeah the yeah, yeah the berlin wall i do it sort of but yeah having having it clarified to me is, is <laughs> extra shocking and, I, and i'm doing it for yeah. the camera so <laughs> so can you just let me do that again jeez <laughs> wow yeah, we, I, there's there's plenty of plenty of movies about the wall. Yeah. All right, mate, we'll go watch a movie. About <laughs> don't, don't explain it. Putting we'll you know in your picks. <laughs> and they're all so depressing. Uh, but um, Hollywood Hollywood movie, what's that? The men from from uh, the men from Uncle. Anybody seen that? Mm -hmm. With. Uh, mm -hmm. T like film. Hollywood's sweetheart, Army Hammer. <laughs> El, El Destroyer. El Destructo, 68. Oh, uh, she Destructo. Uh, I'd even, I'd wrote a line in my, in my intro about El Destructo. Oh. But I'd put El Destroyer. Uh, you know who the fucking El Destroyer is? Um, uh, who beat Anthony Joshua? Ruiz. Oh, yeah. a boxer. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Ruiz. God, that's um, my boxing podcast after is after this. So I yeah, just got, you got your wires crossed. <laughs> that would have been substantially slanderous. <laughs> um, um, yeah, go on. Okay, sorry, yeah, what were we, you saying? No, 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 no. I, well, I just that was, was very specific about what. Oh yeah, of, of um, heavily. Of I think Germany. any German director be heavily influenced by that because your your country was divided in half split in two mm. well but yeah 84 i am um, i actually didn't really think about that at all but uh log line no, it's good it's good uh it's good that we've got a genuine german historian mm. to clarify these specific german events um comes in very handy yeah, yeah. uh log line then Travis Henderson, an aimless drifter who has been missing for four years, wanders out of the desert and must reconnect with society, himself, his life, and his family. 97% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, mm. uh, 8.1 on IMBD, uh, and 4.3 IMDb. <laughs> Um, why does it, why are mine why does it mine on mine is it IMDSM Internet Movie Base Data <laughs> um, Internet Movie Beta Dice <laughs> Beta Beta Male Beta Dice uh, Little Boxes is, is an average of four point three out of five. It's up there as well. So Rating it's pretty high. There. Yeah, pretty high. Wait, Little Boxes what? Letterbox is 4.3 out of 5. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I see what game we're playing. Any idea on the budget? No clue. I know it, and I also know inflation, because I checked. 
Why? It ruins the game. Well, I'm not going to tell. I didn't, I, you know, I, I came across it. I'm going to go 15. I want to go 12. Uh, budget is 1.8 million dollars. Whoa! Inflation. And inflation, it's Nick, under five. It's like wow. four point eight. <laughs> Pretty so, good. Yeah, uh, and then um, box <laughs> yeah. office is right. I mean, you can take a guess if you want, but I never get this. We we never we're never very good at this part. Hundred. Thirty. What? No. It was. I think uh, two point two point yeah. two. A really 2. shitty oh. release. Yeah. God, I have no idea about those numbers. <laughs> <That guess. laughs> Is it a million? What I meant was a hundred dollars, <laughs> not hundred million dollars. That's this closer. Quite, I was so sure we said we'd scrap this guessing game. I'm <laughs> pretty sure we can. It's, it's always good to bring <laughs> it back now. <laughs> It's good to we remind ourselves how little is, we know about the business. This is for the audience. This is an audience gem, this bit. So we We've done it every week still. We owe it to our, our <laughs> audience. Yeah. It keeps the, well, you know, allure of the semi in, in the semi. We put yeah. the semi in the same professional, so. Right. And the semi in frame at all times. <laughs> yeah. So I know that this, um, it was just a really shitty release because the movie... They the the release was negotiated before the movie was made, and because it was it was such a low budget production, um, and it's a pretty ambitious project for that kind of budget. Mm. He I don't know the release year was really limited, and then the movie won the one of the Cannes awards, and then uh, Vim Vendors um, wanted to. Didn't you win the, yep. the Palm Door? Was it the Palm? I think so, yeah. Oh, it's the V Can Award. V Can Award. What, um, year, what year was the release? 84. 84. Okay. And then he wanted to re like renegotiate a wider release, and the distributor said no. Wow. Which is wow. weird. Who was the distributor? Do we know? It's like some niche German. Because it's cool is it, like, is it I don't even think it's probably. It got in, a big, it, an East German company. Yeah, oh, <laughs> probably. Because the Palm Door is a Soviet East company. German. <laughs> We're going to have one movie for 10 years and everybody's going to see it. Is that Russian? Yeah, that's all right. Bore. It sounded a bit yeah, Kazakhstan. That's technically, it's part of that. Uh, yeah. But that well, is crazy. Well, we because well, yeah. The, um, the Palm Door's been a big deal for, uh, for ages and you would have thought that would still be, you know, a good promotional element mm. even in, in 84 because it's been it's always been the, yeah, the big always cheese been. isn't it not just not just recently yeah yeah I wonder why that was then mm. might be just how right stubborn I don't know enough about I don't know what really it was how yeah hmm. I couldn't I don't think this movie was a big success in the US I don't think they they like the idea of a, a German filmmaker making a movie about the US. Mm. So I don't think it got a big West release. I don't That's think it was ever in contention for Oscar season. Right. Um, well, that probably got snubbed massively, actually. Snubbed before snubbing was a thing. Mm. 
snub those. Um, certainly, yeah, it makes you think how the age of the people that are in charge or make the decisions in this distribution place and how old they were, because a lot more people were affected by the war back then within living memory, mm. perhaps. So there could be like prejudice in that sense. Mm. Um, yeah, but it was, I think this is our West Berlin. So it was like, that's the American side anyway and stuff like that. I think, I mean, the world was open for the movie. Okay. And it was it was even a French and French and German co-production, mm. so, so I don't yeah, no idea. Um, in terms mm. of Vim Vendors, is this yeah. it, one of his early projects? I know nothing about him. I know mm. nothing about. The, I was all, I was almost like convinced that it was a woman, but <laughs> what from the name? Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. This is my that's wife, just, Vim. That's just the. Uh, <laughs> Whim, whimsical whim they call her yeah winnie for sure yeah to to be to be absolutely honest i don't know a ton about the director either he's from he's from the the neighboring town or city i should say from he's from he's from dusseldorf oh dusseldorf i'm from I, i'm from cologne have you've you, been to dusseldorf? have you been matt no no i've heard of it yeah um so he he was big in like the area in the Ruhr area, which is like a big industrial area. But to be honest, I don't know a ton of his movies either. He's like he's sort of some now, new, right? He's like Sorry? pretty famous he, now. He's like done a lot following. of docu documentaries, which I think have been quite big. Um, yeah, he's like art shit. house. Yeah, yeah. Like he did the Buena Vista um, documentary. Oh, There's a few others actually. Yeah, there's a. F oh, I'm gonna have to fucking Google him because I've heard his name quite a few times, despite not having seen any of his films. So that's just why I'm wondering. Like, yeah, he's yeah. I think in the in the in the German cinema scene, he's a big, big name. Oh, what he was it? He, he was he, he was part Gornick, so like the new new German wave <clears throat> yeah. cinema. I heard about this movie first in film school, mm. and it was given to me um, as part of a. Do you remember those? Did I'm sure you had those here as well. Those like collectors, art house, culturally relevant movie packs that were like they'd have editions of fifty movies Criterion. that they, yeah, something like Criterion collections. Yeah, yeah. And they had they had that, and um, I got given this movie as a birthday present by one of my friends, and it sat on my shelf for like oh, so ever. cool. So, so I'm going to kick things off then with Matt uh, and I'm going to hear your first impressions and was this what is this the first time in fact yeah. it, it was the first time that everyone's seen this let's ask that first so it's no for no. Nick it's a, first, it's a yes yeah, for, first the, for me for the, yes. for the other three okay Matt let's go with your first impressions uh, I thought it was very very slow to begin with the, the pacing of it when it started got to me. I I enjoyed when he arrived at the house uh, with his son there, and then it lost me towards the end again. It, it caught me for a, a good moment, but um, yeah, I'd say I would say it's okay for me. I'm I'm, I'm open for my mind to be changed, like either direction, but it's okay. <laughs> that's the spirit. <laughs> that's what happens here every week. <laughs> Yeah, it's rare. It's rare here that anyone changes their mind to yeah. 
a higher yeah. score. Hasn't happened yet, has it? No. Well, we'll go for Nick then. <coughs> Let's bring things back up. Me? Um, yeah, I've seen this movie a couple of times now. I really like the movie. I like a lot of things about it. I agree that it's long and it feels quite long. I had that definitely had that issue on the um, most recent recent watch. Um, but I, I love the, the cinematography in the movie. Uh, I absolutely love the soundtrack. I think the acting is very good apart from uh, Anne, the French wife. Um, I think Hunter, I think his name is Hunter Carson, the child actor, is an amazing child actor. Um, I think... Um, I think the ending, I love the way it's, it's orchestrated, uh, in, in the booth. It's got a lot of kind of memorable moments and I <clears throat> enjoyed a lot. Luke. Uh, yeah. First time watching it. Um, same with Matt. I thought it started off quite slow, uh, which lost me for a bit. And I thought, Oh God, this is going to be a rough one. And then I got to the midpoint. And it was uphill from there for me. I thought it sh the film should have started much later. And mm. uh, I really enjoyed the, especially the latter third of the film. I thought it was really strong, um, especially as Nick says, the, the scenes with the, the booths and how that played out. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the, the, the surrogate family dynamic when, when they got to the house. But for me, what took it was as soon as, they got into the car, start chasing the mum down. From there, it was it was pretty strong for me. So I, I ended up enjoying it from a, a pretty rough start. Yeah, I think I can. I think it seems like everyone has a similar opinion. I definitely enjoyed the second half than I did the first. It's it is very slow, um, and unfortunately, I did make Charlotte watch it with me at the same time uh all the more painful uh, yeah uh, and she didn't appreciate it <laughs> just keep honest. looking over and, and mouthing yeah, sorry there was, there, glancing there was, several times i was like should we watch something else, we something else? <laughs> oh. there's a good show on itv too it's <laughs> we can watch the cabins if you want um but I think the, well, the the reason I actually picked this film was because I'd seen it or seen a lot of shots um, kind of like posted on Instagram and, and like other articles and things like that. And, and the cinematography was probably more the reason why I chose this film. Um, and I think for that reason, I probably spent a lot more time looking for that, especially after that first half. Um because it, it is so slow, I was kind of like, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm losing it a little bit here. So I spent more time looking at shots and how they were framed and lit and things like that. Um, but I, yeah, the pace of it, I think, threw me off a little bit. Other than, uh, other than that, yeah, it's mm. okay. What, okay. what motivated your pick, Jack? If you don't mind my asking, it was, it was honestly just because. Um, just because I was in, I was in the locker room of the BSC, uh, a while back. Um, 
and and me and Rog were just chatting after mm. a little sauna sesh. Um, and this <laughs> was this is obviously this is pre pre Come. pre my uh, pre them revoking my membership. Tobacco. Yeah, yeah. Before before that whole sick on the other members and the award ceremony and all that. So pre before I'd lost my membership to the club. Um, me and Roger spoke about it in the uh, in the locker room, and you know, a lot of the cine cine bros had spoke about this film. And it's like you know, it's some, maybe it's something I should watch. Um, and uh, you know, probably could have done without. Oh. <laughs> oh. Pew! All Good right, time. interesting, interesting. Match hook there. <clears throat> Um, well, my, my, my one disclaimer, um, before people watch this movie was please ignore the German doctor <laughs> in the beginning. Oh shit. Yeah. I just forgot. about forgot, but thanks for reminding us. That was a big bit I don't of, know. of vanity that felt like for me. It felt like a mate that he grew up with. I was like, I put you in a film. See, this is what it feels like for me as well. And I, I, I didn't even look up who the guy was, but I'm like why is this person in it and and he's the first person you meet speaking mm -hmm. and it's such a um like maybe it's worse for me because i am german um i don't know but it just it's like horrible and i get that there's obviously mm -hmm. people in in small town america with you know with with mm -hmm. german heritage and well this dude is german like <laughs> he's not he went to language school and then he went to Texas and opened a little um, hospital in the middle of nowhere where he where he drinks and mm. fucks. Um, mm. Seeing seeing him made me feel like I was in. It made me think the tone of the film is like Brazil or something. Like it was, it seemed wacky. There was like the green light and this wet, this like crazy German doctor was looking in his ear, going around. I, yeah. I thought we were going to be in some weird. Monty Python land. I didn't know. I had no clue what type of film. It doesn't set up Where's, the tone at all. There's, the, and when you first meet the Doctor as well, there's that tracking shot where he's walking like to the uh, seats, mm. and I'm pretty. Sh and I, I, I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure when they sit down, the the Doctor, and he's a Doctor, right? He puts his beard down on the floor as if he's hiding it. And then is he drinking vodka? Yeah, something like is it, that. Is, yeah. it, is it a bottle of vodka? I know. Yeah. I was a bit like, and then he and then he goes, you know, what kind of bribes him mm. into like telling him where his brother is. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Although know. he spits, he, I, it's, he it's spits the vodka out, so maybe he was sterilizing his mouth. We could get into a whole backstory on this German doctor, <laughs> but he didn't swallow it. He spat it out. But also, he when he comes out of the caravan, there's a there's a woman that comes out after him. Yeah, there is, and he sterilizes. <laughs> and I'm <him> like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I understand what you want to do with this character. Mm. He's a sleazy, scummy doctor in the middle of nowhere, and you shouldn't trust him. Yeah, he's. he's I don't know. He was a I wish that friend. wasn't in it. Mm. It's um, it sets a weird tone. 
and then yeah the opening is is it is you know it's a long opening it's mm. a long kind of wandering and mm. being lost and mm-hmm. you know I, I could see how people find it a little bit frustrating that he doesn't speak at all um mm. i yeah i don't know what do you guys think what made it feel long I kind of I get I get that whole like not speaking at the start, obviously with a payoff at the end, um, which which we'll obviously get to. But after reading more into it and under the reviews and things like that, um, and it's a lot of them say about this is Travis is more of his like desperation to get back into society. I didn't really get that. I felt like. It was almost trying to still get away, but then it was yeah. his brother bringing him back because you know he's, he gets in the car, isn't, right? Isn't that a the, classic hero's journey thing? Wait, he was desperate to get back in society. So, so a lot of the reviews are saying like, any so the logline says uh, he must reconnect with society, and it was it was only that he'd passed out and the doctor had rung his brother that. Was was the thing that was reconnecting him to society, oh. but I, I just thought he was like still trying to avoid everything, right? Yeah. He's, like he got he into is, the car, in the beginning. yeah. That's his, and then, that's and then his he's kind like, of adventure. There's like, yeah, his his desire is to separate himself, but like he he must reconnect. Like he might not consciously want to reconnect at the start of the film, right? But what but he, he wants tried, to do, he he escapes again in a way. He escapes. Yeah, they're alluding the hotel to room. the middle of the film. Yeah. I, that that second escape really annoyed me as well with the brother he hadn't seen his brother in four years and he gets to the hotel room and he's a, he's a flight risk and he goes now stay here i'm gonna go to town and get you some clothes are you gonna be all right and his brother's like, just like don't come with me to check the size of the clothes or anything <laughs> just stay here i've already seen that you've d- vanished from the last pers- person i saw you with um that, that's a reason it felt long because that that whole scene where he went to get him clothes and he ran away um and then he got him again they ended up exactly where they were i know they're hammering him that oh he really doesn't want to go home but that felt like trodden ground like we get that he's a flight risk and he's running away and this yeah. kind of state and the same thing i mean it's not so much i think going home it's more that he's it's almost like self-punishing for what happened and him mm-hmm. not wanting to be Mm. amongst any people he doesn't want to speak um mm. but yeah i've i get that it's a little bit repetitive yeah. to be fair i think everybody would have ran away from that doctor mm-hmm. um and and then also you know um walt doesn't know what happened to travis at all so i don't think he necessarily assumes he ran away they just didn't mm. hear from him mm-hmm. okay so yeah. although it maybe feels a little bit repetitive but i mean yeah i get i get your thing is with me i took it slightly differently i thought oh they're they're pointing to something of intrigue here like because you know he was walking in a straight line and his eyes kept shifting to something on the horizon and then uh walt kept kept checking where he was looking it was like where where are you off to i thought it was get i literally thought they were setting up some sort of he'd been abducted by aliens and then dropped back in the in the desert and that he was going to some sort of close encounters kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's the vibe I was getting. So I was for the whole time that it was slow, I thought, okay, I don't mind this being slow because they're building up the tension of him revealing where he's going. 
And then mm. in the end, it really didn't, it just didn't pay off. Yeah. And he started talking again without much, like for no reason, just because his brother was like, start talking, please. Yeah. He was going to Paris, Texas to go to the land. I know, but I thought it was going to be more supernatural right. because of the kind of alienation of it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but Matt and Luke, before watching this, did you uh, know anything about the film at all, plot no, or anything like that? Nothing. I did. I purposefully didn't. Look yeah, it up. I was. Yeah, I was the same. So same. I, I did see it as as Jack says. It's referenced quite a lot on those like cine pages on Instagram, and even actually, even not knowing anything about the story, but even the cinematography, I thought it wasn't what I expected. Like I thought it was going to be like really. I didn't think it would be as not rough, but like I thought it'd be it was gonna be some sort of like Sicario, like mm. ultra preened cinematography like wank job. But it wasn't. It yeah. was fairly mm. instructive. I think the whole movie is very like realistic. Even I I think the acting is extremely realistic. It's the way people would probably talk to each other. It's not a kind of a Hollywood energy yeah. that people have and i think the the camera is very um very similar plus you know it's almost 40 years old and it was shot on it yeah a million dollar is it budget. 16 mil i don't know actually because it, look, it looks that. like I, enough I, grain maybe, to be yeah. 16 <clears throat> that's yeah. the thing i find the same as you luke i was like expecting it to be some kind of like I don't know, Blade Runner, like not style, but like uh, that kind of ilk uh, and that kind of impression that it would have on people. And then at mm. the same time, I was like, well, actually, it is 84. You know, I have to give it some credit. It's pretty good for 84. Um, well, and I it can understand. It doesn't mean it's not good, doesn't it? Yeah. You were just expecting just, like, like a, yeah. a clean finish yeah. kind of. Right. Yeah. Because it's then the thing, it's like, if it's. Oh, I mean, I think that's a little bit, you know, it's supposed to be a road movie kind of feeling to it. Mm. Maybe, you know, that's kind of why the camera is a little bit rough. Also, the way they, they produce this, they, they really started with the um, the actors figuring out the dialogue and then everything came afterwards. Like the the cinematography came afterwards. This is the first movie that he didn't, storyboard or he didn't want any kind of like visualization before um getting into the scene because he wanted everything to be informed from the acting which is ballsy i think on that kind of budget um you know you're shooting on the other side of the world and you just like they arrived and they when they started shooting only half the script was written <clears throat> Um, it, to be honest, it did kind of feel like that. My, my, the, I'm literally just saying I, I was quite surprised because, like, being an example of cinematography usually, and doesn't mean it's right, but usually means that it's like a certain type of very well thought out, like frames look like paintings, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I was quite, I was, I was quite uh, ha happy that it wasn't that. It was more like much more natural. And to speak to yeah. the the acting thing, I could tell that some of the dialogue was improvised. Some of it was a bit too obvious. Like there was a point where I think improvisation is great when it's done well, but with a child actor, it's, it's risky. 
And I think there was a bit where there's maybe when they're sat in the car and the boy goes, what are they looking at? He, the boy makes like a, a, a trivial uh, observation about something. And oh. you can tell the director's going, yeah, man, just like say what you want, you know, just like look around the room and just kind with of- With Travis. Is that when he's he, in the car with Travis? Yeah. I, I felt the looking say? out for the red car was- Because it's- I didn't like that that dialogue. Every, oh, everything- yeah. It's funny that actually that you two picked up on that because everything in uh, involving Hunter the Kid and Travis is improvised. Yeah. Um, and in, in the car and the whole journey is all improvised. You can kind of and tell. And it's actually and- the, I said the Hunter, because it's, it's written by, there's two writers and the first person wrote the first half and then the, the second person wrote the second half whilst they were shooting and it's actually uh, her what? son. Yeah. So they really? finished the second half of the script. Shit, they were much better. <laughs> so the reason, the reason that was the case, I think, because they, the the, they had to like, like scheduling things. I don't know, but they only had half the script ready when they could finally shoot. That was annoying. And Imagine they, that. they thought, right, we're just gonna finish writing the the script when, uh, when we're actually shooting, because, uh, you know we can shoot the first half basically. Mm. Um, but then the writer wasn't available anymore. And so Vim Vendas had to write it with, I think actually with the kid's dad, who is a screenwriter. I thought it was the mom. <laughs> oh, was it the it's mom? My, there was some I'm kind sure. of- it's Definitely a parent of the kid. Um, yeah. But then, you know, the- Same the, yeah, exactly. We don't, um, we don't look too deep into these things. I love, I love it's just like he, the, the father or the, is like the chaperone of the boy and then he just gets asked to write the rest of the film. He's just sitting there on set. Is, is anyone here right? Is, it, is uh, anyone else right here? Yeah, I've read a few articles before. No, I think that was... Anyone else got screenwriting? That was known before. That's why the kid actor came into the, bit, the equation. Yeah. He knew the father as a screenwriter. <laughs> Or the mother. That, that's so weird. How how the second half of the like that does that mean they shot completely chronologically? Because if you've got the first oh, no, half I of don't the script, know. like how I think it must be. Yeah, I think so because you know they you they then... wanted to develop that script with the actors and mm. um. Well, considering yeah. that the second half is way more impressive, so the whoever did it on the fly did a much better job than the first. Mm. Well, that, yeah, I mean, they took, they they sent the whole crew home for a couple of weeks and finished a lot of the script. Mm. Um, there was no faxes back then, so they were literally like reading things through the telephone. The screenwriter was somewhere up in, like Sam Shepard, the screenwriter, because he's an actor as well. This is all semi-professional half knowledge. He had an acting gig somewhere that he yeah. was also writing, acting kind of. Um, right. so he was unavailable and they just like talked on the phone and um tried to flesh it out and the screenwriter guy helped as well what, what i don't understand about that it maybe for other films i could like believe that more but the fact is in this film the beginning doesn't really make sense until the end is there so the beginning is like almost blank like they make some assumptions about what happened between, um, what's his name, Travis, the main guy, Trav. Travis, and and his ex, right? Oh. 
Jane. But then the the last scenes are what tie the whole backstory together. Mm. So it's, it's, you wonder how much they had of that yeah. before going into it blind. Like it's like asking the I questions. Think they had the idea. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they, they kind of knew, knew roughly. They'd outlined they it. Make it right. work. Okay. Uh, exactly. Wow. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Just to, whether we could get in the end. The end seemed like to me that it was a writer on a deadline. In in the <laughs> in the this is this is part of my pre-assumed um, issues people would have with the movie. <laughs> oh, I really want to hear this one. Will you, will you confirm if we say it? Yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll just read them out in the after. Yeah, be a segment. Nick's crystal ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that after the weather yeah. report. <laughs> so. So it it was the it was the him basically saying oh and and she would have basically telling him what what happened between them, but but through saying that the 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 screen between them oh and she was angry and she would go out at night and then I wanted her to be jealous of me and she wasn't jealous of me and but but basically not that for a couple lines but like the whole just explaining everything I just found it a very lengthy explanation and i thought oh, that that's what it, it felt like someone was going oh we just have to tie all this up at the end it would have been because mm. it, it's like those bit that information all in there i can't even imagine how long that block of a dialogue would be but if you could have it in act three in action us finding out and piecing together all these things rather than just someone telling us what happened mm. that was a big gripe for me yeah. Is this on your I mean, list? it's one of those things. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Sick. I I mean <laughs> as was the length obviously because that's that's an obvious one. Um Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things that you you're either into that mm. kind of like it's like it felt like poetic. it felt like theater to me. In, yeah, in many, it's very in many places. We I could yeah. have watched it on stage, I think. I I I really like that scene um because they're telling it to each other and there's you know the whole thing in there why they can't be together and the whole like his whole journey makes sense his whole decision makes sense to why he can't be with with them because it's you know it's it's never gonna like i don't know for me that's whole I, i just like that and the way it starts, he's like, there was, there once was two people. And I can see how people find that really kind of wanky. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, I like, um, yeah, I, I, I can see that. Yeah. It, I really like it, but Same. I could understand. I got I sucked understand. into that. <laughs> I know it's, I know it's vast exposition, just vomit, yeah. vomited out onto that screen, but it's, I don't know. I, I just bought into it in the moment and then I was along for the ride. I was like, right, give it to me. <laughs> 15 pages of dialogue. Give it to me in full. And it just, yeah. I, I think if it didn't hit me emotionally, I think it, I would have, it's been the same as you, Matt. I would have chucked it out and, and dismissed it and thought, mm. oh, we should have seen that all happen instead of telling us. But mm. I think because it did, it did have emotional ramifications for the shot behind you mm-hmm. where he watches them get back together. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it worked for me emotionally. So I gave, I sort of gave it that. Mm-hmm. And, and just to get, acting. 
Yeah. yeah. No, it's well, yeah, well acted. I think it was just the, for me, it, it just isn't my cup of tea, that style of mm. revealing info. In terms of the story, there was so little prior to that. And especially with Travis not saying anything for. There's, there's little moments. Like, I mean, yeah. But he doesn't, it's he, very he, subtle. Like, like you say, that has the frustration that people, I guess the audience might get. Is he literally doesn't say anything. I think it's for like the first 25 or 30 minutes mm. where I guess our protagonist doesn't say anything. Um, and you, you wait to the end to, to, to find out everything that's you know, caused this relationship. And it's like, it's just, he's kind of given to you on the plate, but I do like the way it's done in terms of like these telephones and these kind of like miniature sets that she's in. Mm. That's cool. And then, uh, yeah, I, I think it was an interesting, like, I, I know it's, I know, you know, we, we say like, show, don't tell. But I think the way it was conveyed was quite interesting. Um, mm. And it, I think the same as Luke was that it sold me enough doing it that way than it would have done if he'd have just met her, you know, because he could have found her at any point I know she goes to the weird strip club or the peep show place, but he could have, you know, just sent her a message and, and spoke to her, uh, you know, after she finishes work or something like that. But the way that he chooses to speak to her through the telephone and the mm. way that they're like, uh, I guess, in their own prisons, um, I think that kind of wraps it all the all the exposition up in a nicely tied up scene. But. In terms of the story itself, so is it is he like destined to he can't be with them because he's he's not right in the head like his father and he'll just this he'll his mind will play tricks on him and he will mistrust her. Yeah. That that's why. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I mean I I, I never get that bit with the with the father a hundred percent because he it feels like it's building up to a story that he should be telling, mm. but he never actually tells it. He just kind of says, he suggests that his father was maybe a little bit, you know, abusive. wacky. Yeah, I got a little bit crazy. The, yeah, his mom. A little bit abusive to the mom, but he never says it. Mm. And maybe, I mean, maybe that's kind of what I like as well. Yeah, you know, you I mean, know. I'm I'm happy. He doesn't just like it's a, spell It's an out. idea. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I like that he he falls asleep midway through him talking about his father because we finally open up about it and and it, but he's actually kind of talking about himself in a weird way um, yeah yeah i, I do i like mean i bit. i i also kind of i mean if we're talking about you know character arcs maybe you guys can speak to that a little bit more but you know in, in the first 20 minutes he doesn't say a word mm. and then in the last 20 minutes he almost speaks nonstop in terms of like mm -hmm. a development within a person. Mm -hmm. I thought that, I mean, that's kind of an interesting, you know. Yeah. Changing, changing, changing character. Yeah, changing character. I, yeah. Yeah. And the, 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 as a, as a man who was running away from his problems right at the start to have kind of, t is it, when is it, when does he turn around to, to do it? It is midpoint, isn't it? He turns around to go, Go or makes the decision to go to the the wife. Yeah, yeah, that's the bit. Yeah, to to kind of I got a lot of like drive vibes in places. 
don't know if anyone mm. else feels the same. It kind of like the the quiet lone guy, like the fixer. He's just kind of mm. selflessly kind of fixing a um a relationship and kind of just stepping off into the night. And there's all this yeah. all this backstory and yeah. My problem with the 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 mute thing at the at the beginning, and then as you're saying, I d- I don't know if I buy into like it just seemed quite arbitrary at the beginning for him to be mute because when he came out of it, it was it was a pretty, as I say, the moment was just his brother giving him a bit of a a harsher lecture than five minutes before that. Mm. It was like, come on, just talk, and then come on, just fucking talk. I was like, oh, all right, I'll start mm. talking. And it was just I w- I wish that. The, the not talking thing was thematically tied with his flaw, which mm-hmm. Nick, you're talking about the character arc. I think it would have been a stronger arc if his, I don't know, it, whatever quirk that he had, like the mute thing paid off at the end. And when he explained his flaws to his ex, that was a part of it that he was trying to change mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I would have made it slightly more satis- satisfying to it, to me. Mm. Um, because I mean, I th- go on. I mean, all he says is that he all of the sudden, you know, after the two people that he loved, like when she's when he when she sets the trailer on fire and runs away hmm. um, when he talks about that. And he says, you know, the two people that were there, what are most important to me, I just wanted them to be there. But then they were gone, like my my entire home was gone. And all of a sudden he wanted to be away from any kind of civilization and um, any kind of language. That's kind of all he says. I mean, it's kind of like he's okay. he's looking, he, there's this idea therefore of him wanting to have this house with, with both of them, you know, kind of having this like a little, they always talk about American dream when they speak about this movie, but you know, like I'll have my house, I'll have my family, we will, be happy we'll make money and when that is gone he's like right i'm gonna go to the opposite of civilization and i guess a big part of that is being with people interacting with people talking but yeah i mean it's i mean i get the walking away but the the talking thing was a bit was a bit vague to me i felt yeah i felt the writer's hand in one really in in a moment that got me a little bit is when he said are you going to tell me and then he smiles and goes not yet and it's like it felt like that's just the right of delay in him having to Travis having to tell his brother what's going on with him. <laughs> that's the right of going, not yet, but audience, stay with me, please. Yeah. It is coming. <laughs> yeah. I think my biggest my biggest gripe uh is probably because he's a mute for so long <clears throat> that you can't really get on board with Travis. Mm. And you, for the for the duration of the film. I'm not sure I can get on board enough with his motivations. So whilst I get like he's coming back to society, um, there's things where he says like, oh, she she wasn't a mother to him way before that. And he speaks about um, uh, his ex and, and uh, whatever attitudes he had towards the son. And I was a bit like, but then we continue with him taking the son to his ex who's what essentially a, a prostitute mm. and i was a bit like he like what she's a dancer the, mate 
She's not a stripper. Yeah, she's an exotic dancer. Dance. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but he even he even says, well, you know, what, what money do you she's make on the nurse side? Bibs. And she's like, oh, <laughs> she's yeah, not, kind of. She's bibs. Yeah, but yeah. I was just, and, and and I just don't like. I don't. I after think, he said the things that he did, which you know, which is which is you know, it, at the end of the day, it's domestic abuse, and it's like obviously not nice. But the result of it, he abandons his son. Uh, and doesn't yeah. he say the son was just brought to the house no. by someone? No, no, she runs off with the kid. As the stone, I as thought, the place is going up in flames, I guess. Or maybe even she put she put the and then place up in flames. We don't know that, do we? You know, she's she doesn't know what to do with life, so she's like, right, I can't handle she just, the responsibility of a four-year-old child right. or a three-year-old child, so I'm going to give them to the only people that I know. Mm. Like who Which can is fine, take but then care with it? What like why why is the resolution to the film bringing the son back to the? Ex? I think I think it's I think Child, they're trying yeah. to fix the ex as well in order to be a mother that can take care of him because yeah. I, I think you know, her, he, her leaving the booth. He's, he's a well, you know he's, he he's a he's an he's an abuser. The male the, the male in the story is the abuser, and then we've got the ex wife, the mother who is. Who's a stripper, and uh, I'll pay off oh, here. Mate, our resolution don't here label is label her like yeah, that. Is, you're putting her in a box, Jack. She's a waitress. She's just, she's, just, she's a ho- yeah, hotel maid. Ah, she belongs <laughs> in it. She's trying to make a living. She, oh, with you, Jack. She could be a nurse. And, Fine. and I mean, she's Fine, she's sending all the money that she can spare to the kid. Yeah. But I'm just like, at oh, the same time, yeah, she, fine. She's at the same time, brave. What is what does the the terrible French person say? Um, and, and not because she's you? French, but just because she's a terrible actress. Wow, you're very slighting a lot of people, um, Jack. This episode, BMX, BMX bandit. Uh, Jesus, she these says bridges she has are all having... on fire. Oh, mate, fuck these bridges. I'm an Brexit means Brexit. I'm on an island on my own. <laughs> you've done East Germany. You've done France. <laughs> Strippers. You're building walls. <laughs> um, but she, the Anne says that she hasn't spoken to her for a year. Like she, she, they spoke for what a few years, and then they haven't spoke for a year. Yeah. But they say I'm like, if if she really wanted to be with this child, I see. What if you that mean. was the resolution, then why was she not just fine? Do a bit of stripping here and there, get a bit of money, and and make your way back. How yeah. was? But wouldn't wouldn't you think that that's not the life that a kid should? Be around. But I don't know why she has the to, to, but to what, strip. But, but what? What the father who hasn't been it's around for the, four I mean, years? Ask you know, drop, I mean, picks people him do up. that. People have to do that. But but I get it, that. But, but by the super, the father who's yeah, the super eight. By, you know, <laughs> <laughs> go on, Jack. You go. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, it, it, I was just. I didn't I didn't fall for this. I didn't get the story of the father <laughs> who's not been there for four years. Yeah, is allowed yeah. to take the child think, away to be delivered to the mother, who's also not been around. Leonie, I mean, Leonie I'm, had a really, really similar point to you. She was like, and then he disappears at the end again. Well, yeah, because he can't be. Where's social this the services first time that, this? <laughs> the end is the who's first time up? he actually makes a makes a decision, a proper decision by himself. That's the first time he does a an actual decision by himself is the realization, right? I need to, a kid has the right to be with his mom. Yeah. I need to make sure this is the, what, this is what the first peep show interview is all about. Like tipping the toe in who, who is she? Mm. And he, 
I think realizes that she is capable now of, you know, changing, taking care of. Yeah, exactly. She changed. Mm. She's not the same, same person. But, but I think in the she first from, place, she went from the bar person to being a someone in the receptionist. Yeah, she, she did change. The pool. She went from the pool lady to the. <laughs> the bar woman. I think Jack. I, I see what you mean because by the Super Eight video, I got the impression it was like a really dreamlike uh, friendship that these two couples had with each other. Like they mm-hmm. was, they seemed so tight. So when this thing happened with Travis, like, I, and she handed the kid over, I don't know why she couldn't just stay with the parents to get back on her feet and be around for a kid. Like I don't see how that equates to dropping your kid off and leaving your kid there. Because they were like, oh, they were very pally together. So um, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, you. three thank years you, is man. a long time. I don't, I mean, things, you know, what, you, what do we know what happened in those three years? Yes. Three years is a long time. You get bored of your kid by then. <laughs> she did a lot of bit on the side. I don't know what she did. I probably would have I mean, been. That's a pretty, that's, that's a pretty, pretty normal the, story side of people. Show. Oh mate, it's a pretty normal story of, of, of people not being able to look after their kid, mm. giving it away because they're a. Also, the the movie starts. She's seventeen, like she's yeah a child, and now she's mm. she's in her twenties. She is an adult, more of an adult. She is also she's looking after herself mm. in whatever way that is. She's she's earning money. And I think he makes the decision right. Mm. It's yeah. time for the kid to be I with agree. the mom. And I think the the end justifies that. When you see the mom and the kid reuniting, you're like, yeah. that was that was bang on the right decision. That's a lovely moment. I weather report on that moment. Weather report, big time. But, Definitely. but I think if if they can look after the hunter, then I don't know why they can't look after like a, a 19-year-old and just and just let her sleep on the sofa like they did Travis until she gets a job. I mean, I think they're in Texas, and uh, she's in Texas. They're in they're in LA, also. But she hasn't got a life or a home, so it doesn't matter where she is. Yeah, I, don't I mean know. that that logic isn't isn't airtight in the backstory. But I think what what actually counts is is the emotional payoff of the arc, and I think it's right because I think at what he's saying, his starting point was was mm. that there's no. All he wanted to do was be around those two people and his eventual action is letting go of those two people and letting them be together without him. Mm-hmm. That was the essence of his flaw at the beginning or mm-hmm. what he says was his flaw at the beginning. And he resolves that completely. It is, it, it's selfishness at the beginning and the, the selfless act is to give all that up and let them have it. And he's you know, not included, even when invited by her yeah. in desperation. So yeah. I think it's a really beautiful arc how they tied that all up it did take me a bit by surprise because the first half of the film didn't tonally mm. set that up for me but when it did kind of go at the end mm. i was like oh right okay makes sense in hindsight like it, it's it- also one more go on. uh just one more thing there he he also asks hunter what he wants with without being like we're going to go and reunite yeah. like he very much asks him Mm-hmm. What do you want? And he asks him, like, what about Anne and Walt? And then the kid is super conflicted about, you know, what is my real mom, my real dad? And what are, you know, these new people back in my life? I kind of know 
and and he makes the decision that he wants to be with his mother instead of the person that he's been living with mm. for the last three years, I guess. But then, which I think when, it's important when they're, when they're on the escape. But then he gets Travis rather than calling uh, Walt and Anne up himself. He gets the kid. He gets Hunter to call them up, right? Mm. And then when they argue the the fact. And Hunter looks to him and says, well, what should I do? And he's like, just put the phone down. Mm. Sound advice. It's- Did you feel that a little bit off? Like if, if Travis really wanted to sort it together, like why does he have to be this big man of mystery and like abduct Hunter in the middle of the night or, whatever, or from school? Yeah, it just felt... Can he just sit I, and maybe, down and be like, maybe I want to maybe it's, more, maybe it's more like, I don't know. I've probably seen too many... Uh, murder documentaries you're, and you, things you, like this gotta... but maybe 84 is different but it's it's more that like in reality this guy's gone missing for four years and then he's back for i don't know how long is it like a, a couple of weeks or whatever he's there for uh and then he takes his son away from from these people who now he now calls mom and dad mm. uh and then takes him to near the other side of the country uh, for, for a selfless act, which, which I do get, but I was just a bit the like... Kids, um, the kid wants to do it. Yeah, The kid the wants writer. to do it, but at the same time, it's like... At the same time, he's an eight-year-old he kid. What, yeah, does yeah. He, yeah, what does he know? What, what, you know? what does he know best? Uh, I don't know. Uh, that, that was why so I you, couldn't you get have quite a, on have, board with it. That was yeah, like... You it have wasn't a really... That, you have a very similar point to what 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 Leonie said. Yeah, sorry, you were going to say yeah first time, and she was like, "Travis is a an absolute dickhead. Mm. Why is he ripping this kid out of a functional yeah. family?" And I can see mm-hmm. I can see that point, but if you after watching it, you know, two or three times now, especially, you're like, "No, that had to he he's not a dickhead. He need, he's trying to reunite the family, and well, it I- needs to happen that way." And the payoff works for me isn't that the point though like what why does he have to be a model citizen to do what he set out to do like for me he's a very flawed bloke for a reason and a character arc isn't supposed to make someone from zero to hero it's like one aspect of his life is the self selfishness which he solves but it doesn't mean he's he's going to go about it the exact right way yeah go to the offices of citizens advice and be like, right, how is the process? Like he's, he is doing somewhat rogue things, but mm. for a good reason. But I think there's nothing wrong with that but, in the script. But so it's the interpretation of he... the good reason, because if you think that he, that Hunter was better off in his, in his family before with Walt, and that you think that the mom is still a bit of a deadbeat and not fully convinced of her changing, then the arc isn't, it isn't a good feeling at the end because he's just kind of tore apart an existence. And also the, the, the problem isn't, the problem isn't really Hunter or anything that he's involved with. The problem is between Travis and and his ex. So it's kind of more like a peace offering, right? Rather than a natural resolution. Well, well he doesn't want anything to do with her. So I don't know if he, he doesn't want peace with her. I think it's his fault that the family split apart because he was possessive of, or whatever. He was abusive and possess- possessive of um, his ex. And he split up mother and son. And now, okay, it's my job to put these people back together and step out of the picture. 
I don't think he wants to be part of her life. Or he doesn't, oh, yeah. does he? Okay. Yeah. And I think I think that's a noble enough goal to have. Whether it's the complete right one with the son, it is at least debatable. Like yeah. these these family surrogate family and like adoptee parents is like all of that stuff is a is a very gray area. That's why people have debates about it. So I think that maybe it's not exactly the right thing for the child. He his approach is I'll ask the child mm-hmm. and do what he thinks. Maybe that's not, you know, there's there's a lot of argument about when a child has full autonomy about what they should do mm-hmm. and when that decision is right. Often in courts it's not until 16 or something that you can that you choose which parent yeah. to live with and all that. So maybe he's wrong, but I think for a noble reason it wasn't for a selfish reason. Yeah. And I think that's the key. Like if it was for him and to make him look good, then that's one thing. But he very clearly I mean, even down to leaving a kid in a hotel room for a day is not a he's not he's not a model dad, obviously. Mm. Like, like, fall asleep on that fucking wall outside the <laughs> when bank. I, when I when I saw <laughs> that, yeah, I was like, Sunder. hang on a minute. Yeah, same. This, I, I mean, thought we uh, fucked yeah, up again. I think this is what I struggle with uh, with watching older films is obviously the time and the era that they're shot in are completely different to what we live in now. And I struggle to relate or, or, or see what it was like back then. And when, so when he dropped, uh, when they were at the bank, mm. and also I didn't know drive-in banks existed. So that do was, they do? That was, it's that was a new thing. I've, I've been to one once in, in America. It's so weird. You just drive up to them and then there's a little ATM window there and you just drive away. Just put it's, money in and drive away. It only came over here about 15 years ago. You know Metro Bank? Did they have them here as well? I yeah, they, have had, banks. they had one in Slough that was a Metro Bank. That Classic. Was on, on the side of a dual carriageway. And you could go <laughs> and you could drive through it. And that was the only one I've seen here, but it was Metro Bank. And I think they, they're like, yeah modeled themselves after it makes i mean it it weirdly makes sense (laughs) yeah it does i guess why would you why would you want to get get a wet like a wad of cash and then be like right let me walk through the city with this Uh, yeah and then eventually get at the same time i don't like reaching out of my car to get money and you have that in between bit where someone can just it's like where people steal your mcdonald's order yeah (laughs) but even that's like when when he'd uh when they were at the bank um and when so he first lets the kid out right and then the kid's there and then there's quite a long tracking shot following travis in the car and i was like fuck is he gonna leave him mm, at the bank I thought too. like it's waiting for the wife in. or the ex to come along i was like he's going back to the desert <laughs> yeah he's going back. I was like, it's, good luck kid. I, I, I think i checked how long was left at this point because i was just is he gonna fuck off now but I think, like I said, I think this is why I, I struggle with these is, is I am watching it thinking like, mm. you can't fucking do that. You can't leave a kid, mm. you know, a couple but of hundred meters away, fall asleep different. on the side of the street. And then he's falling asleep in his car. Uh, yeah. I, I just, I, like, I, I think that's all gripe. the more reason that he was the character that he was though. I don't think if it was set in modern day, he would be any different. Like the point is he's a shit dad. But he's trying to do one noble thing and get out, and the way he goes about it is completely wrong. But it's, and it's not necessarily. They could have played it more charming, and it could have been a more endearing character. Mm. But I think his end goal was was legit enough to. But then, why clean the, all their shoes? 
when he's first in the house. Yeah, there's a yeah, couple of things that. that I don't really understand. So there's That's first half that. of the film, mate. That's the other right. <laughs> and and again and again, I watched that bit, and I like I, like I said, I, I had no idea what's going on in this yeah. film. I still still don't actually, but I got to the shoe bit, and and I was I, I was I was like, shit, he's a serial killer then, like. <laughs> He's so weird that he's. And I, I was like, I, I thought that's what we were getting into as well. Like some some weird dynamic, and he Anne. comes in the house. I thought it was going to be a relationship between he, the French woman and him. Yeah, she's got because a he cleans her she, shoes right. Yeah. She sen- essentially then, kisses him on the cheek when she yeah. sees him. Yeah, that's like, oh, yeah, yeah, why I thought it was going. Yeah, French. And, and listening to him sing in the by the sink, and she's reaching over in the, like the moonlight with her top off. I thought it was going to be some erotic, like affair. Yeah, when she gave him a hand job. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah. I thought. Oh, is that extended edition? It's a bit friendly. It's <laughs> a bit blue. So you watch the director's cut. Poor yeah. brother. I watch the US cut. The, the writer of the of the first <laughs> half is pissed off that the writer of the second half didn't pay off the big shoe thing. <laughs> I had a whole thing planned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's that, and there is his. I think they they are playing at a little bit of a, some kind of mental. Def- deficiency in some way because he is very kind of childlike um (laughs) but then also there's there's the there's this the decision where he's like uh no walt we have to be in the same car why can't we 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 have to go there in the same car rain man see i don't really understand that i think they were they were going for something that he's a little bit you know slow the spectrum. Oh, there it so is. I, I, and, I, and I get that. But he act, I think they were actually trying to go for that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I agree. And, I, and again, that's the thing of like in modern time, like right now, we I guess we have a better understanding of what mental illnesses look like and things like that. And in 84, he's kind of like, oh, we'll do something weird. Like, oh, let's let's make him clean the shoes. Like, that's, oh, people won't be able to fathom that. We'll yeah. chuck in a little bit of Hoffman at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Someone drop the matches. See what he says. <laughs> also, his obsession with his red hat. Yeah, like he was. Yeah, you're right. His his character at the beginning of the story was. It did. Now it makes sense when you say it was written in two halves. It really does make sense because I I'm on board with the second yeah. half, and he's he's a good character. But the stuff that he does in the in the first doesn't make mm. any doesn't connect to me mm. at all and i guess maybe you can argue it in a way that it's part of his confusion and part of his lack of structure because he's been you know in mexico in the middle of nowhere for four years but it doesn't <laughs> Mexico's really not that bad come on <laughs> Can't be that no bad. but that's <laughs> 984 that's where, that's, he, that's where he was right that's where he was so i don't know maybe they were trying to do something like that but yeah i it's something i i can't figure out a hundred percent why he's doing that um squirt wait, quirky traver wait so he was in <laughs> he, he was in mexico when well he went to mexico he just ran away that's why he's singing the spanish song um, speaks and spanish, then the no? first so when he was walking yeah. at the beginning where where did he come from mexico mexico oh oh into new mexico all the way what, what, the whole into way. Texas. what was his oh it's a text do we know his reason <laughs> sick geography what, what was as his, good as jack's maths what was his reasoning for for move for setting off on foot to texas from mexico uh, i think and to it, find it, his it, property 
This was my because other bit. That's, actually, that's his biz, oh, that's yeah. his big mission. He he's like he's got the the thing, and the doctor's Paris, like these were his possessions. He's got like I, oh, I, I thought he set off on there? foot. Paris. I thought he set off on foot after his trailer burnt down, and it was like a Forrest Gump where he was like always on the move. Yeah, he did. Uh-huh. But yeah. he went to Mexico. What, for four years? Why did he go to Mexico first? Yeah. What do you mean? Great so, Texas is, so, is, is so he's in. Where is he living with them? Texas. Where does he live with his girlfriend? Yeah. Texas. 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 And then, so their place burns down. Well, it? they don't specify. I think it's Texas because they, they always go to like, they have that vacation in Dallas. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so, so the, pl- again, the place I burns down. I guess this down. is one of like the, the cheap things that the writers did was like, oh, you know, what are we going to do? What's he going to do for four years? Oh, just, just put him in Mexico. It's fine. <laughs> People it's not work that, it out, it's not that crazy, mate. People go to Mexico. Mexico. That's like a, a thing, right? You 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 lose your house, you go to Mexico. Yeah, but when at the beginning, when he was trudging along, it seems like he wasn't a man that had ever settled anywhere. Mm. It seemed like he come straight from his burnt out trailer. That's what I imagined. Yeah, that for four years he was on the move. So he's why is he wearing that? Like no, that suit is like the, a custom. He's, like, that he's suit's like a serious suit though. Place. Yeah, from he's Mexico. Wearing a double-breasted pinstripe suit. Yeah, you but buy that in Mexico. But where did why did he suddenly decide to do that from Mexico? If he's a man that's got settled in Mexico, why is he suddenly setting off on foot back to Texas? I don't think he got settled. So what was he? I think he was wandering. So he wandered in Mexico. He was wandering. He bought a. He was wandering in in, in Texas and New Mexico. No, no. no. Why is this such a thing? All right, okay. Nick, you Nick, can't defend right. this one. Nick, t- all right, Texas. <laughs> what's so? What's all right? So my trailer burns down in Texas. Yeah, and I. Yeah. And I'm so heartbroken and by myself. I, I wonder I set off on foot down to Mexico. Yeah? Yeah, there's there's a there's a border between Yeah, Texas yeah. I set off Mexico. on foot down to Mexico. At what point do I change yeah. my mind and come back to, to Paris, Texas? Texas. And that's where the film is. That's where the film starts. It's so yeah, he's made that decision. Yeah, he's made that. No, decision. but when it, it would have made more sense if the fire was in Mexico and then he set off on foot and it's like a four year overland trek. Because he seemed like a man. Yeah, it would have been neater. Yeah. Because it's. You would have liked the movie to start with a burning trailer. I would have liked. And then the end, you're like. I I see what Matt's saying because it's like he's got the goal of. And and they're trying to say that he's got this, like the OCD, he has to reach this goal of Paris, Texas. So it just seems like three years of Mexico before that is just such filler. Yeah, he he was on a he was on a beach sipping freaking cocktails and thought, oh, I want to trudge off on land to Texas. <laughs> no, he was wandering. He was in the middle of nowhere. He was wandering in Mexico. Yes. How do we know that? Or Texas? <laughs> or Texas? He says that. He or says te- that. He says, he says this. He says he went to Mexico. But I'm still, I'm still with Matt. It just and the doctor, like, you're, you're wondering what made him come back. Yeah. Who said? At what point did he buy Paris, Texas, the little plot of land in Paris, Texas? Oh, that happened way before. That was that's when they were all still together. Oh, so why didn't he go straight to Paris, Texas? Why did he go to Mexico? Wait, why would he? Why would he do that? He's trying to run away from everything. No, he's not running away from everything. He's running to the place with no language and no. No land at all. No, that's that. He he ran away after setting after that thing set fire. He says he wanted to go into absolutely where there's like a middle of nowhere, no civilization, no language. And I, at some point, he came back across the border. That's I don't know. That's that's just in the movie. No, but, pa- but then Paris, te- no Paris Texas represents. I thought it represented the plot of nothingness where he wanted yeah. to go. Yeah, the barren land. So that is the land without language and the barren land. No. 
So, so there's two lands of That's nothingness the in the film. Yeah, well, it's just. I don't know vague. why this first place is such a big, big deal. Know, Nick, he's, because he's wondering, it, it makes it does I make understand. a difference because he's his sentiment at the beginning of the story is really important for like the arc, obviously. So, what he's trying to he's do trying at the to beginning come back to Paris, Texas. That's his. But he's trying motivation. to run, he's trying to run away at the beginning, right? No, that's that's all happened. The movie starts then, when he's made that decision why, why to, he to not, come. He's he's walking in a really straight line directionally towards something he's got the the picture it's his mission so he's on a mission to go to paris okay Texas. and that mission and when did he know that that's what that was his mission that's before the movie starts so maybe not, maybe jack is right with the log line maybe it is maybe we're misreading it matt and that, and that his goal from the beginning is to come back to society yeah that can be the only way it can be read if he's on his way to paris texas at the beginning no, n yeah. no, but is that's what he But says. Nick, you just said Paris, Texas is the land of nothingness. That isn't society. That's no, a plot of no, land. No, no, that's not. That's the plot of land that he bought, where he wanted to build a house and a life. That was his. That's his civilization. Oh, I didn't get that. And he wanted no, to no. run away from that. Uh, I mean, that yeah, makes I more sense. That. He says that. That does make some more sense now, but it's like, why? Is, why? I don't understand. Why does who, that make no who, sense? Who who referenced um, Forrest Gump? me who said yeah, yeah because it's i that, i it's it's that's i for exactly the, the same because i was when we first open the opening image right is him walking through the desert mm. no it's him well yeah it's him arriving at a, at a gas station no the open the first shot is the aerial shots of him in the desert yeah. right mm. and, and walking he, through the desert he's wearing his yeah he's wearing his maga hat and he's got his double-breasted suit on and I and I the same. I was like, "What's Forrest yeah, Gump doing?" Because then you assume he's, he's like, walking what? away, don't yeah, you? Yeah, because in his backstory, he, he says about when his trailer burnt down that he left and he kept walking and walking and walking. And I was like, "Oh, that was the beginning you know of what? the film." Yeah. Well, confusing. maybe maybe he is just walking. Then maybe he is walking. The doctor finds him, calls the brother, and then the whole right. Okay, I'm gonna try and piece my life back together that way. That's so maybe that's, the, maybe that's so, so he was running away from something in the, in the no well not in the beginning of the movie he was no he was trying to get back originally in. originally yeah but i'm not sure i'm not 100 percent sure if that is after he gets reunited with his brother hmm. or if that's something that decision that he made before because i think he's coming from mexico where he kind of like went into exile to get away from everything mm -hmm. And then, right, time passes. He's like, okay, I need to make my way across the border again. He comes to the border, mm -hmm. crosses. He's like super dehydrated, goes to the gas yeah, station, some ice. eats the ice cubes, and passes and out. Doctor finds him. And, and so he wants to join society, and that's the plot of land in Paris, Texas. Well, that I think that's his original plan. Uh, yeah. I don't think he, because he bought that land to, to have a family there. Mm -hmm. But but that's that's but like his one. That's where he's walking right at the beginning when we see him. He's going Paris, Texas. He's going Paris, Texas. It's unclear. It's only, that, it's unclear. Not hundred percent sure about that. I think that is after the doctor visit, definitely. Okay. But I'm not. That's his only I'm motivation sure. at that point. Because well, the first the first thing he, he speaks conceived. The, the the only thing he says to his well the first thing he says to his brother is. He says Paris. he literally says Paris. Mm. He's like what? Yeah. He's like. You've been, he's like, you know, then you find out it's Paris, Texas. So, this, this is something else I was going to ask about. What's the joke with his dad? 
Oh, I think that's a great bit. Oh, it's just a, I think his dad's just a, a stupid. I I love. He just introduced her from a girl. It's the girl. So I find it. Paris, I, but Texas. then, so maybe we can now move joke. on. It's a great bit. It's like it's, it's like, like a, two days from Billings. Uh, yeah, it's like a not joke. You know, <laughs> two days. You're very Billings. handsome. No, not. <laughs> it's the same. I think his dad's a comic genius, and also he's. I agree. He yeah, said that, that he said like that the to all their friends uh, that she was from Paris. I love. I just think they're so good. And then eventually, that was the cause of the, of his whole demise in terms of his breakdown. <laughs> was got, from a bit that he couldn't let go. So, <laughs> that's my the destiny. Commitment. That is my destiny. <laughs> the commitment to make the bit work. He was shopping it for years, and it ruined his marriage. <laughs> and he couldn't even. He didn't even know what was real anymore because he'd been saying his wife was from Paris for so long. You get it? Texas, Paris, Texas. And then she she gets so she began to think she was from Paris. Is that what he says? Isn't it? No, he began no, he to think oh. she was from Paris. <laughs> He's a victim of his own bit. But I do I do agree with Matt that it's it's either way it's quite unclear what his original motivation is, and I think that's a function of him being mute. He can't say where he's going. But mm. as we we as we're taking it, the first aerial shots in the desert don't look like he's going anywhere. It looks like he's going away from anything as opposed to towards something so if that wasn't the intention it's on it just makes it a bit confusing mm. see i think towards because he's stepping over things to go in a straight line also that he's facing in the direction we would normally write and read so he's going he's going right for the same as the same something. as luke said at the start he when he first is with walt he's looking in the distance of something yeah walt's looking at the same thing like what's over there mm. and this is this is his he's he's aiming for this plot of land right but then i i don't know if it would have been better but like lost if, in life but if this yeah, yeah but he still owns this plot of land yeah he's not that lost he? he's he's very i think he's very clear he wants to go somewhere yeah so i this is what i was like i was i don't know if if this is his one goal after as as mental mentally uh, you know disabled he might goal? be or anything he, like but uh, right. what, like, the it's only a, thing he a, focuses at this point pain for him i guess I right, so that the trailer burns the only down. thing that he focuses at the start is uh, from the start of the film the only thing he's looking to do is get to paris texas this plot of land not nothing to do with i don't know he mm. doesn't mention the wife he doesn't mention hunter he's like i want to get to this plot of land because it's where i was conceived mm. yeah it's kind of he's Walt picking him up and throwing him in back with the family, it kind of sets off things in him because he's originally reluctant to be any yeah, part of his life and then he comes around. So wouldn't it, wouldn't it have been better if he, think that's he got to this plot of land and and then maybe built built somewhere for Hunter and his ex to live and then that's left? so big though, mate. That's so big. But I think that like it's the a scale problem. of that is so massive in his world. Because we're all confused, so there definitely is a problem with the beginning. Because three of us are, we have no idea what his intentions are at the beginning. Otherwise, we'd know. And I think that's what makes it yeah, so aimless too. Is that we? It, well, I can get on board. No, no, no. Because I can get on board with a an aimless beginning and a slow beginning if if I know what's what it's going towards. But it didn't seem like that lined up with his intentions. It, it, and, it, and and, and go if on, we Matt. sorry, if we knew at the moment. 
if if the moment was explained where the moment in Mexico when he decided to walk back as the crow flies to Paris, Texas, yeah. if that was accounted for, then then there wouldn't be confusion. If his trailer burnt down, he walked off until there was nothing and nothingness, and he ended up in Mexico for years. And if we found out the catalyst in Mexico that made him think, ah, Paris, Texas, that's me. Mm. We just need to know that, I think. That's it, yeah. yeah I, it, I it's very, like, it, it's that's the best, the like... That's before the movie maybe maybe it's just the doctor. Yeah. I thought of Nebraska a lot when he started bringing up the whole photo in yeah, Paris, Texas. Same, and yeah. that's what I, I was like, oh, shit, this is, this is where Nebraska got his idea from. Mm. Yeah. I thought he'd been duped into and then, some land. And, yeah, and that was, that was just, this is going to be great. Um, and then they and then they skip right over it and get a plane and then don't get a plane and drive. And that's, I was like, why didn't they end up going to Paris, Texas in the end? I, I guess, I think, because if that was his... A metaphor at the end of the day. Because yeah, they're, they're, they're in Texas. The same, like, but at the same time, they're in Texas, aren't they? And they're driving. So they choose not to fly. Mm. But they're, they're in Texas. And he's like, I want to go to Paris, Texas. I know Texas is going to be a big place, but would it have been yeah. that much of an issue for him to go to yeah, Paris, I mean, Texas? Yeah. So Texas then what- is literally gigantic. Mm-hmm. I I reckon he went there like after the after the film. I reckon he went there. I, I, I it's almost, to me it's almost like if Paris, Texas represents like getting back into society, maybe or his dream that he once had that's no longer there. I'm not sure. He got he kind of got side missioned, and said, "Oh no, I need to sort out my family first en route, and then back to Paris, Texas, and that's like his home where he was conceived." That's what I think of. I reckon he went there after. As the if film. he almost mm. like he had to resolve something with his with his parents or his dad. Yeah, like yeah. There was something you know, like he could have been left something. there or yeah, and that and that was you know ties up that end of the story, and then. It, it it solves the side of him being a shit father and and bringing the the son back to the mother and and, and resolves that issue yeah. there. Yeah. Matt, I want to ask you about a quick arc question because it's like the usually they say start up start a film as late as you can, mm. right? In, in terms of the events of the film, but for yeah. me, I felt like it was almost started too late because we didn't get to see him flawed. Like okay. from the word go, he's reformed. Yeah, who? And who? His, Travis. His, Travis and his mm. mission. Wh- I know we don't know exactly what it was at the beginning, but he's yeah. not like an asshole at the beginning, right? He's yeah. just not talking. Yeah. So it's it's quite. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's interesting that it's very unconventional that we don't. We his description of himself at the end, in the in the booth is usually what we'd see at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Is him flawed and selfish. And then we see him transform into a non-selfish person. Yeah. I think that's also the trouble with opening on that intent is one, we don't know what it is. And two, he's already on the right path. Mm-hmm. So the whole film is that it hasn't, it doesn't really have too much shape because he's already on the way up. Like his, when we first see him, he's, just, he's doing the right thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a gradual ascent misguided so doing me, the right thing yeah exactly yeah mm. so that was that was interesting yeah it, it could be if if the place where he was going or set on going uh in some way uh echoed him as a as a person as the person that he explained himself as at the end if it if it was some <laughs> something selfish 
that he it was would going. Actually, need to be the selfish camp, wouldn't it? Yeah. Where are you going, sir? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the selfish camp. Yeah, <laughs> it'd have to be something related to that. Like if it was, if that was a place you, I don't know. It could be a place he buried the head in the sand because he was in Mexico and he was out of everyone's way. But yeah, yeah, um, that is that is an old one. I did like I did like the the beats with the uh, with the child. I thought they were done quite well. I really enjoyed the bit where they were walking home and doing. Oh, I love that doing bit. the doing a different walking and walking backwards and. It's such. Have a you cool seen um, visualization of what a father mm, father and a son dynamic mm, is like? The son imitating the father in such a. Mm, yeah, yeah, I really like that scene. Have you seen the? Um, there's an advert that copies that scene. Um, I think yeah. it's, I want to say it's a milk from a milk brand and they do that scene uh, and it's a, and it's a guy and a girl, like a couple and they're like flirting across the road. Um, and then uh, at the end of the advert, uh, it's the, I think the guy's copying the girl and the end of the oh, advert, is it he gets com? to the end of, I, well, I don't know what it, but he get he basically gets the end, he he, get, he gets to a crossroads right and she's like like stop but he's still copying her and he's like and then gets hit he gets hit, hits by a truck at the end he gets hit by a truck that's stop yeah can't, can't be messed up on milk yeah <laughs> it is, uh, maybe this is a short film but I remember I, I specifically <laughs> seen this uh, it'd be a great advert for milk yeah, it'd be it's, great it's a life because I, I think that. I think I think he's carrying milk at the end, and then the final shot is like the milk on the floor. <laughs> oh. But it's like, I, I, I don't know. Just it, just like it was a great, it's a great scene. I've seen it like referenced in other things before. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I like that scene a lot. If anyone's after um, some good short films or potential milk adverts, I've got, <laughs> I've got an archive of them. Did anyone get Cohen's vibes at the beginning as well? Yeah, a, a little bit, just with the. With the small town characters, that type of yeah. thing. Yeah. Someone on their own, not talking, yeah. running into the ice, the ice doctors. guy, just like <laughs> yeah, quickie German. I tell you who I did like one of those characters. You know the the guy that ran the um the strip joint. Uh, yeah. I thought yeah. he was so well casted. Like I could have watched a whole movie about him. He was all creepy. He was in it for like ten seconds, and he was like, "Let's yeah. make that." Fan he's film. he's some kind <laughs> of he's some kind of well known actor. I Is think. It? Or like they they in the in some documentary they were talking about him, and I think it was maybe it was the um, the screenwriter um, Wim Wenders was like, yeah, in Texas, like all the guys in Texas, they're they're so fat. I just want somebody like one of I want the pimp to be like snake like, yeah. hmm. and then the the screenwriter's like, I think I got something. <laughs> Snakish features. I enjoyed the yeah, amount of uh, Star Wars references there were. Oh uh, yeah, I did. I did Star think Wars of you on that. I thought that's a really clever way of because I hate like kid actors when they say something deep and thematic. But when I, he said something about a lot a long time ago to to Travis oh, about the wife, far, far yeah, away. he says, "Oh, that was a long time ago." And then I was like, "Oh god, the kid's just like you can hear the writer trying to make the kid thematic." But then when he mm. finished it. Also, it's very it's a smart way of doing it's, it. It's really good uh, indication of the time mm. because he had Return of the Jedi bedclothes, and Return of the Jedi came out in eighty four, I think, or mm. eighty three or eighty four. So it's a good 
like I mean it means more to me than most people. But <laughs> I love it. It was just like he had returned the Jedi pants. I saw the little yeah. the little waistband. <laughs> and, and from and from that, it told me what month and what day of the month it was in that year. And we actually know it was November. <laughs> yeah. They say that, don't they? Yeah. I I enjoy the um the in the general the opening scene where they go to the peep show for the first time and you follow him up the the stairs you come out of the green yeah. into the red and then it's kind of like the music starts playing and it's the first time we get a different completely mm. different music cue and you get the band training and you're in this whole atmosphere this cd cool. that was like cd place re- like to me i really felt a lot of reffing in that, oh yeah in that bit. so i almost i almost posted this to the group the guy I mean, Wim Benders must be style icon for Reffin. Mm. There's there's an interview where he's he's dressed all in like brown khakis and he's got an insane amount of buttons on his shirt. I'll 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 send you guys a picture later. And he's like he's got his shirt tucked into his pants really high and he's wearing his wristwatch over his shirt. <laughs> and I'm like, oh that's so fucking I can see Reffin doing all yeah. his shit. Even he made a documentary on sex and violence that was reference like ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just love the way the color works in this movie. Um, yeah, let's talk about the color because you said it's realistic. And then, like, about to say. one behind, like, well, behind me realism- is like, that's, that's like Matrix Reloaded, mate. <laughs> There's a, there's, there's a few bits. Internet actually, cut out. What did you say? Yeah, mate, it's a gem. I said behind. Matrix Reloaded, mate. Behind me is Matrix Reloaded. Mate. Mate. It is. So I can't see. I can see it in the in the daylight shots behind Luke and, and this stuff here. But then again. Yeah. Did, did they. I did want to ask this question. Did they use the color red purposefully in this? <laughs> no, no, it was by accident. This shot was by accident. They <laughs> turned up a certain guy for scene, fuck's sake. Everything's like, fucking red. Yeah, that annoyed me so much. Just like, oh, we get it. It's red. Yeah, yeah. But again, again, like I think it's something. It's something now that we're like so used to mm. with with these hyper stylized movies. Back in the eighties, that was you know that was groundbreaking. Not, not as yeah, that was not clever. groundbreaking, but it a was red paint it was, can. You know, fucking. Okay. Not not too new. Yeah, I I um, did see a video which was they were saying that it like the contrast between the green and the red, uh, and I think yeah. the red was was Travis coming back to society, um, and the things that were pulling him back to society, and then the green were the things like the complete opposite. Is that right, Nick? Did you watch the same video on YouTube? Um. Probably, probably, but I think it's Please. the things that, that also um, hinder him in his in his journey. Yeah, because there's yeah. a there's a really there's a uh, there's a great scene though because when uh, I think they first arrive in Houston and there's like a some, like an adventure park or something, but on the left there's the cafe and it's in green. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I could get this wrong. But then there's the like, the dinosaurs in the venture park, which is in red, and it's kind of like with his son yeah. there as well. It's kind of like I, I like that it was kind of both of them, mm. kind of almost picking yeah. between like the the staying where they are, or going back into society. But it's quite mm. like it's quite I mean, 
it's cool that they like they did it in the in the brothel place, but <laughs> <laughs> even the cup. And the tomato ketchup on the, I mean, on the it's, TV. It's, it's for me, you know, it's also just little, you know, bits along his journey and he ends up in the brothel where the room that his his ex-wife is in is basically a completely red room. Um, and the green, I think, is always <laughs> when he's being pushed away from, from the family. Mm. Yeah. And that's why, you know, in the end behind Matt, the parking lot is oh, completely and actually, green. There was, there, was, there was another bit as well, which was, um because it's very much like and we're not anti like american dream like gone wrong um and they use um red green and and sorry not red um red red blue and white uh which is obviously the american flag colors and they use that for walt and um Anne, and everything she wears like she wears that flowery dress and it's red their red, house is, is and the, the whole is, all the colors in their house and you know, the most annoying bit and it, and it like it is fucking annoying it's when when they're 40, outside 40 years ago guys yeah calm down give, give we've seen too much come on, the come blinds, on. wes anderson's on the wes... window outwards from the house yeah 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 that's that's what i was like okay we got it wes anderson ruined this shit for us <laughs> Hyper stylized videos got ruined by Wes Anderson. Yeah, but there was there was some. I mean, I get I'm, it, but you know, it's it's, it's a bit overdone. You need to if you go yeah. back to the um, you know, the shot where he goes up the stairs and he goes from green into red. If you rewatch it, when he gets to the top of the stairs, someone literally turns the green light off. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw it and I was like, surely not. Is it the director? <laughs> they just let that, <laughs> they surely let that play that out. But it, that someone off. turns the green light off and, and he must be Get sat there like, this is, fuck, this is fucking genius. The audience are going to be blown away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Getting so mad over yeah, here. Yeah, triggered. <laughs> So triggered. Jesus Christ. This guy's did. calm down. Poor, poor fucking Robbie, Robbie How Mueller. How much does Vim Vendor's hand weigh? Because it is heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I didn't mind the red so much. It was more the green because I think the green was more out of place. Like in the doctor's mm. oh, surgery, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and the whole room was green, and I was a bit like, that's, "That was manic. That was like horror film." Yeah, so that's, that's, the, that's that's dumb. That's a cinematographer. That's a choice they did. They don't but, they don't color correct the fluorescent lights, and he as kind of his one of his signature things <laughs> is that he likes the otherworldly, bizarre, like heavily stylized green lights um, because they make you know it's creepy. And there's um there's some really great natural shots though, which like mm -hmm. there's the one um it's the POV like of the car and there's oh dude like, that almost, shot is amazing. There's like the cloud above them, but then there's like the when they drive sky. up to the motel. Yeah, mm. and then they, they drive up to the motel. Like there's a lot of um like Sicario and No Country of both reference those shots. Uh, and I was like, fuck, that's fuck, you know, that's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing the thing with this with the heavily stylized is they take it completely away for the um the second 
peep show scene. Mm-hmm. Brothel and room. that scene feels completely elevated then from, from the rest of the movie almost because it's so natural. There's, there's a complete lack of, of red. Yeah, um, right. It almost feels colorless. Um, it's like very dark all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And it's like the, Luke, are you going to say, look at the red lights? <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. great for audio there were, there listeners. Were... <laughs> yeah, I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Uh, same, same, like, same with you, like the, so what's the first brothel room is like the, was it poolside? I can't remember. It was yeah. Nurse Tibby, Bibby. Oh shit. Yeah, is, there, is, there th- she... is there three? Yeah, there's the ones that isn't her and then there's the two that, that are, is the ex. Yeah. So then the, then the first one, she's like in, in like, she's in like vibrant red, pink and the whole room is right. And yeah. then the second time is that it's like completely natural, but, but the rooms itself are like also like the, the first one that she's in is quite like a stylized fun little peep show room. Ooh. Um, but then the second one, it's a bit more it's a cafe. It's like hotel hotel it was yeah it's a cafe yeah i think it's a hotel oh, it's a cafe. was it cafe yeah. i thought the first one was a hotel second one a cafe i don't know it's right the first one's the first hotel one. and the second one's a, like the the cafe okay. um the romantic idea of motel room yeah <laughs> but that second Unachievable one was, was just for, like <laughs> get a hooker in a hotel room that's fucking yeah. stuff of dreams <laughs> how'd you kind of afford that yeah how to get a girlfriend um, instead yeah <laughs> But what I did like is the the conversations in those booths, obviously, especially the second one is the back and forth of the camera positions. Yeah, that was cool. And it was, it was, it was really nicely played out. From the when, other perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I really liked the idea of, uh, I guess this is more Americanized, but the idea of here, like him looking into something and, seeing almost this is what like the perfect life would be in this peep show kind of room mm. but then the reverse of her was like an unfinished wall yeah with the insulation and oh, yeah. i think in like the american dream is that you never like you're always looking at that american dream mm. but you're never looking at yeah the reverse on the, the inside of that. It, it looks a lot different yeah. maybe I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the change in perspective when because it seeded the whole thing about his rage and that he would yeah. And so the first time that we switched perspectives from him inside talking to to her, when he started to get a little bit angry, he started he he was questioning where she where she been. Does she take people home? And his tone changed into that bit of rage. And that was the first time that we literally saw the other side of him from this perspective. Yeah. And saw. Mm-hmm. And, and the second in, time, in the second bit. Go yeah. on, Nick. You, you, I think you're going to say the same. It's. I think it's when she realizes who who's talking to mm. her and we literally see it from her her perspective dude how does she not know his voice <laughs> yeah i would that's i would it's through some dodgy like microphone I, but yeah. i was also like I mean, line, it? if we if we listen back to episode one of our podcast we talk about country for old men i can't listen i can't understand who we are at the expense of our own podcast. Yeah, you throw your own podcast on the bus to make a Literally, point. <laughs> in the um, so in the second room as well, the uh, I thought the blocking was really good. 
Because mm-hmm. I think it starts from his perspective inside of the room. Um, and it's showing like, a th- it's showing, I want to say like his power in the scene because he starts off speaking to her, but then he turns away. Yeah, yeah, she's starting to like look uh, through the mirror, and then and she starts right, and he turns, and around. then she's she's above him, mm. but then yeah. as the scene goes on, and then the reverse, and you see from her side, and then the the heights change, and then mm. it's it's kind of like almost like uh, not that he's got the high, the the moral high ground, but it's like he's he's now done the the right thing, I guess to try and resolve yeah because he problems he turns back around and then at, then at one point she turns her back and on she him turns and away. slumps down yeah. yeah they do that a lot the um what do you call it when you sort of when you change positions i guess it's like a crane up isn't it but it usually mm. happened indoors like on a small scale where it just changed the level of the camera mm. and my favorite shot yeah. was this bath shot uh yeah it's nice where it just goes slightly raised up, up. yeah I thought that yeah. was really cool. Oh, it's interesting. The one shot just... where they do that outside is is a nice shot when they arrive at um, at Walt's house for the first time. We see the car pulling into the driveway and it goes around the corner, and then the kind of the crane goes up a little bit, and we see the backlights of the car, and then there's L.A. Mm-hmm. in the background, and it's such a nice. Yeah, it's a really nice shot. I love it. I fucking, I fucking love it. Love it it's, it's it's crazy that he like say for scenes like that the um the the booth scenes that he he'd not storyboarded them, especially how precise they were. I mean, yeah, I mean that's something that they built, so they must have built that in a studio. I'd I'd assume and just spent a lot of time with it. And the DP is is a pretty famous guy for the for the time. Seasoned. Not his Seasoned, first time yeah. on the radio. No, exactly. Absolutely not. And he's like a, he's a, yeah, art house. (laughs) Like cinematographer, he's done a lot of stuff. Legend. Jim Jarmusch and... In the the German new wave of West Germany. Lars von Trier. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. He's actually Dutch though. He's Dutch. Oh, fuck. Oh, great! Don't get me don't get me started on the ju- on the Dutch. Oh fuck! Yeah. <laughs> That's on the Dutch. Fuck my fuck my fuck, fuck my own bit arm. <laughs> um, where's is Luke going? He's back. He's back. He's back. Um, Chewie, is is there any? Uh, uh, we've kind of touched on it, but was, is there anything specific that anyone would fix from this? Mm, I think my one major thing, the opening. Part yeah, one one major thing was just having solved. What what was the catalyst for him to leave New Mexico and go to Paris, Texas? That'd be it. And obviously, and the conversation at the end, just how it's done, just not my, not my copper. Mm. I think there's 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 deleted scenes. There's like twenty minutes of deleted scenes on on YouTube, and I think he starts talking quite a bit earlier in those. Um, he like even speaks to the doctor a little mm. bit. And I think I can't remember exactly what they say, but there might be more hints at at that. And maybe they decided to cut that out for unconventional mystery. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. not not one hundred percent sure. But he specifically said that we need to make sure to 
you know, to always also keep making movies that don't follow the the normal structure mm -hmm. because over time movies will all be the same. Mm -hmm. And he, he yeah. was saying that specifically to Hollywood movies. Mm -hmm. So he was definitely trying to mix it up with the structure. But I, I yeah, I I definitely understand what you mean, Matt. See, I, yeah. I agree with Matt. I think that would be the same fix as me. And I also I do agree with the directors saying that their unconventional movie structure needs to be made which is to, to my point, I still think you can fix Matt's point and the stuff we were talking about at the beginning and still have an unconventional uh, arc because that's mm. what it is already. And I think if I was to, if I was to make this conventional, then we'd begin at his floor in the arc. I think it's quite a nice break from that, that we come in at almost his, the start of his up, uh, what do you call it, ascent into mm. that towards it towards the mm. right goal so in that way it, it achieved that it made it made itself different from definite uh screenwriting uh mm. common you know tropes and i thought it was, i enjoyed it mm. oh i have another one quick it if if you could just condense the first section to make him arrive at the house as like by 15 20 minutes yeah 15 20 20 minutes and be at the brother's house I found that they could chop yeah. a lot from that first bit. I guess my, um, yeah, I would agree with that. It is quite long and I can see, I'd also, you know, don't like the doctor's office. Mm. Don't like that whole bit. Don't it like the character. That much really. It's just, it brings the brother into the story. Yeah. I guess. And it's, and it's, it's involuntary for him. So it's happening to mm -hmm. him rather than him taking action to yeah. to do something yeah so maybe that's the reason behind mm -hmm. it um the other thing is his his weird character quirks were a little bit confusing to me and you know the stuff with the shoes or why he doesn't want to the car uh, needs to have the same car i get why he doesn't want to fly i think because i think he somehow connects it to a vacation that they had they mentioned they mentioned that mm -hmm. at the dinner table briefly but then you know the scene on the bridge where he walks along and there's the um the preacher middle so in that scene you exactly so so in that scene you can the same kind of message is being told in a little bit more understandable way for me so he's seeing this troubled crazy person and he pats him on the back and he kind of emphasizes with mm -hmm. him as to be like right i know what it's like to have a like a troubled mind mm. um that makes it clearer to me than organizing shoes okay yeah yeah that's what you mean yeah yeah i put i i think yeah i agree with all those points really i think we've already spoken about it a bit but i think i think what luke said actually about the story on the start of the ascension and it doesn't really deviate from that much. I think that's what I probably would have liked a bit more of. Just, just mm. find if he's, if he, if he, you know, he, he has started this ascension. And then, like we said, if if we take out the doctor, and it would have been his own decision to come back to modern life or society. Um, I think it would have been then great to have uh, at some point during this ascension or you know, something for him to fall down on, um, and. 
and I, I guess they do kind of hint at this mental disability you know that it's OCD but it would have been it would have been nicer to have something a bit more concrete um but I don't know that's that's, that's a good quote actually if that's what old Vim Curious. said <laughs> no <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good quote if anyone wants to uh write that down and, and put my name next to it no what Vim said what, what about if we if we follow the normal uh, mm. what, how things are done, then it becomes obvious. Um, it's more it's more of a thing even now. Like if we look at those, yeah, that's what I thought when you said movies. It's pretty. Like Netflix. You know, there's films. obviously so many Netflix movies. There's so many art house movies still that are different and tell different stories. But you can see how, yeah, with Netflix, Marvel movies maybe even the modern star wars movies stuff like that how movies are getting kind of similar um yeah i think at least in this like you said in modern films <laughs> we're, we're pretty <laughs> first live podcast suicide our <laughs> show will skyrocket it's, it's just pre-recorded oh, we'll send sure. it out live though shouldn't, um i think shouldn't have done it. At, at least it wasn't at least it wasn't predictable I think would be, yeah. uh, would be the, the best part of it. I, I had no Make idea. it 30 minutes shorter. Mm. Yeah. All right. That's pretty well-rounded. Yeah. Should we do our little ratings? Oh, one more thing. Uh, what, 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 about the, what about the music? Oh, I, I love the music. I really liked it. Yeah, it's good, yeah. isn't it? I really liked it. Such I'm going to be listening to that soundtrack. Score. Yeah, I, I really. I actually, yes, I, the the first time I listened to it. So when I watched it yesterday, it kind of I didn't really it, it didn't mean much to me. But then when I listened to it again today, um, on its own, I wasn't actually like properly watching, um, but I had it kind of like in the background, and I heard the music on its own. And I was like, oh, this, mm. this is fucking good. Mm, I had a um, over the Super Eight, the the flashbacky Super Eights. Oh, that's so what, good. Wait, Luke, did you say you had another gripe for that? Yeah, I had a gripe with the music a bit. <laughs> oh no, you like I'm it? Not, I'm not being contrarian, but oh, go on. The, the <laughs> no, it kind of sounds like you are. The no, I, just, I thought it was another reason why the second half uh, took me by surprise because the emotional payoff at the end was so good, and then I was listening to the music that was over it, and I thought, well, I wish that added to the tone because it didn't add to the tone for me. It wasn't mm-hmm. any in any way sentimental it was just western music to me like mm-hmm. it for me it's a good score you know builds on the the tone of the film and i thought because of the first half and the second half being slightly tonally confused i'd have rather had a slightly more i mean it could have been in that style but a slightly more uh emotionally charged score maybe more i don't know minor keys in there to make the emotional payoff all the more powerful which i thought was powerful enough hmm. i didn't i didn't hate it or anything i was just like oh I, I i got hit by that moment and i was like well the precipitation would have gone up by 21 percent if <laughs> you know you bring in those those hmm. strings right there boy i felt yeah, i felt strange. like they wanted to to mirror the the on the road again that's why I, I thought they wanted to bring it I, like they had the moment and they want to bring it back down and this guy's now on the road again and right mirror the score but and I think it goes to the the attempt to make it fairly realistic 
but I understand. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just more a tiny, a different kind of note or tone, right? And yeah, you're... like there's no, that would not make it less realistic. Like the, sc- yeah. the score is, no, is a non-realistic part of any filmmaking. If you wanted to go complete dogma, you wouldn't have a score. So if, yeah. if it's there, it's there for a, a reason to um, accentuate mm. whatever emotion you're putting on screen without being too heavy handed. Yeah. Mm. Give me yeah. a red and green score. I think that's, <laughs> it's the it's the the dude is a musician i think so he could that's his style i think mr raccoon it's the only chords that he knows yeah <laughs> it's like Damn. not much choice uh okay let's do ratings then let's do it um i want to kick things off because usually i'm at the end and then I get either bullied into choosing another way. I mean, it's 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 usual that a host goes first, right? So I'm gonna go first, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bang this down the middle with a two and a half. I was expecting a lot higher. Oh yeah, oh, Nick. <laughs> hey, I'm 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 comfortable. I mean, I, I, mean, I think my, is, who's what, who's going next? Oh, what, what, I go what next? What, no, I was gonna say what I've said is justified. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy good. That's your, that's your down the, down the down the middle with a little middle yeah. finger attitude. <laughs> down, down the middle finger. It's down the middle to you, Vim Vendors. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a, a Vim. with a three. That's down the middle. I'll go with a. I'm gonna go with three point five. I'm going four and a half. Whoa. I, I mean, I've seen this movie. I've seen this movie. Probably five wow. times now. All in the past two years. It says it like, yeah. That was very split. Love it. That was a gradient. Yeah. It's one of the we more. Didn't get the same. Two point five to four point five. Yeah. You know what? I'm 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 relieved that people didn't completely hate it because I there's a lot of things that you could. Oh, we didn't go through your list. In. Oh wait, let me get my list. Did up. you write down? No, we can still do yeah. it, mate. I have to Fuck say, it. I was on the way. I'm really intrigued. <laughs> Until the midpoint. I really was on the way. And the, it brought the fir- it all the way back. Yeah, the first half hour, I, was, I, I wasn't I was happy. Let's put yeah, it that so. way. And I, I wonder how um, different it would have been if it was you know, that, that second writer. Mm. If they'd just done the it's whole film. Yeah. Yeah. Go oh, on, here's another thing. The behind, the behind the scenes stuff is pretty much 20 minutes of desert stuff <laughs> and them in the car so the the beginning was meant to be longer <laughs> um right so here's here's what i predicted in terms of gripes uh-huh. slow pace the length of the first act yep. the length of the reveal meaning the the length of the how long it takes to get the information out in the end okay yeah so it's because a- then you know she starts talking again mm-hmm. and you're like all right i, I understand what's happened just then, in general, that the movie's so long. Um, the way the ending is presented, show, don't tell. Um, in clear character intentions, maybe. I don't know, we didn't really... Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the beginning. That's the beginning. Nick. Yes. Boy bastard, Nick. The mystic Meg. All three... The, the, general, <laughs> the general experimental structure of it. But then maybe not so much. Not yeah. so much. And then one for Jack was maybe the green lights. Which I think you did mention as, didn't you? Briefly, briefly. No, not really briefly. I said, well, I, was, I, I said, 
it was it was natural uh, in those scenes. It didn't. But I say it was it wasn't right, and the doctor's doctor's uh, uh, surgery wasn't quite yeah. right. That was very impressive, Nick. Good. Crystal. I quite, I quite enjoyed done, that. Here's the thing: we've done 25 of these now, so we're yeah. starting to understand <laughs> Each even more taste. what people are. Nick, next time, we're following our own it, conventions. Make it more personal next time, Nick. Like go go balls oh, deep, yeah. like in like oh <laughs> Jack will think this, like commit some yeah, yeah. commit some gusto that's, to this. Matt, Matt has commitment Jack issues, will, so Jack he'll will, think this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jack, Jack will say this. But Nick was his bullied. review. Yeah. yeah, he'll go back on it completely. Um, <laughs> right, let's go. Pick, let's pick. Oh, picking, picking, right? Pick I'm excited for I know. Who's got a calendar? Okay. Alright, here we go. One, two, three. Blue Valentine. The Abyss. Abyss. James Cameron. (laughs) A genre flick. Here we go. Yeah. Has anyone seen Abyss before? I want to see it actually. So I'll no. No. I've never. Nick, have you? I've never heard of it. Who's ready for a ham sandwich? (laughs) Oh, mate, this is. This is a good one. Gammon. We're going to be eating gammon next Wednesday, boys. Uh, the January yeah. is over. <laughs> yeah. Ham's on the table. <laughs> the Hamuary. <laughs> Hamuary. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Hamuary. Yeah. yeah. That's gonna be honey glazed, boy. <laughs> honey glazed. <laughs>